This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You are listening to The Arenality on RFM. Kia everyone, my name is Arina Aizal and thank you for tuning in on Otago Access Radio for my radio show and podcast, The Arenality. So firstly, I would like to acknowledge our listeners on Radio Kidnappers in Hawke's Bay, Wellington Access Radio, Plains FM in Christchurch, Free FM in Hamilton, and also Coast Access Radio in Horofenua and Kapiti. Hello from Dunedin. And to our international listeners out there tuning into the podcast, hello from New Zealand. The Arenality is a platform for women with international backgrounds on their cultural identities, belonging, well-being, and passions in Aotearoa. This episode, we are featuring Kamila Khorokhava from Russia, my good friend who is based in Wellington, currently a Welltech bachelor student in applied business management, and she's also working as a marketing assistant. Kia ora, Mila. Kia ora, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Super mm-hmm. stoked about this. Mm-mm. I remember that we worked a lot um, together, I think it was two years ago. It feels like it was such a long mm-hmm. time ago with NZISA uh, as international student advocates. <laughs> yeah, that's been such a long time. Yeah, so I'm really glad that today we are finally having conversations about culture and because um, mm-hmm. I've been following your Instagram, you talk a lot about what it means to be Russian in your perspective as well. Yeah. So um, this is a really good thing that we can do together. Definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, you already know how many stereotypes there are out there in Russia. <laughs> don't really like have mm-hmm. access to information from yeah. there. I thought it would be pretty interesting to spread something that something new for them to learn, you know? Yeah. Uh, Before we talk about your culture, do you mind introducing yourself first to our listeners? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, as you said, I'm Kamila. I am 20 years old. I come from Volgograd in Russia and I'm in my last year of bachelor. I have been in New Zealand since 2018 and I came here alone when I was like 16 to study and I used to be like a quiet loner introvert at school and then when I went into Weltec I decided to be more active and became the student council president there for like two terms and also uh, served as the women's officer at NZISA too. I should probably tell people what that is, the New Zealand International Student Association. Mm. Fun time. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that. Um, I just realized how young you are and how young you came oh, yeah. to New Zealand. You were 16 and you came alone. That's, you know, it's a big thing. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a age. Young I don't age. want them to judge me, you know? Yeah. So we'll talk more about what it means to be an international student. Firstly, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about being Russian. Let's talk about your cultural identity. Well... All of those stereotypes that we have about Russia, I guess they're not really kind of too wrong. There's a little bit of truth in them. So what it means to me 
um, to be Russian is to be determined, hardworking, independent, and like strong, which can, you can say is resilient or the typical tough, quote unquote. <laughs> so I guess I've been um, living by that principle a lot and in my studies and my work. And I've been trying to do that since I came to New Zealand. But since I came here, I've kind of been reviewing and exploring that cultural identity more and what it means specifically for me. I mean, as you know, when international students or migrants go somewhere, the cultural exchange happens and you learn something from the local people, local people learn something from you. So I think that's like the the biggest benefit of going to other countries is the personal growth. That's what I've been like appreciating so much about this whole experience. What were the things that you learned along the way while you were in New Zealand? Hmm. I learned to question my belief systems, how I perceived or interpret things, like my uh, behavioral patterns, like, you know, different countries countries have different norms and expectations of social behavior mm. so there's a little bit of a, a cultural shock to me like for example in Russia people are like really straightforward and here you start your email with I hope this email finds you well <laughs> <laughs> half of your email is just you know pleasantries so yeah that was really fun just a lot of you know critical thinking looking at my culture and seeing it as my foundation not like the certain truth that I need to follow mm. learned a lot of things from New Zealanders and their way of life and kind of amalgamated into my own thing mm. yeah that's a really good point because you basically mentioned something about a growth mindset that you know yeah. culture isn't fixed you, it can still yeah. be molded into something completely different with all different mixes of different cultures. Um, yeah, Because yeah. we interact with people of different cultures every day, not just Kiwis, you know, just... Yeah, definitely. Um, so um, I see myself changing my personality based on who I interact with. Oh, I agree so mm. much. Yeah. There's always something you can learn from everyone. And I just love how, well, most of the people in New Zealand, the locals and the people who come in here, they're um, quite open to new things like this. Mm. They still retain their cultural identity, but they also consider others and learn the good things for themselves. Mm. There's no requirement for you to completely follow the expectations of your culture, you know. Can you tell us a bit about your hometown in Russia? So my hometown, it used to be called Stalingrad. So it's a famous um, war hero city, we call it. Mm -hmm. And um, it is in the south of Russia. Um, it's been improving recently, but it's kind of one of the poorer regions, I'd say, especially compared to Moscow and St. Petersburg. And I come from one of the poorest regions in that city. It was a good life there. I just realized that life here is a little bit different. So I still miss it very much. I would love to go back. I guess the interesting part about it is the um, clash. Like after I moved here, I learned all of these new things. I changed my value system and started acting differently. And when I went there, I kind of didn't really 
relate to people or we couldn't connect as much. So that was uh, an issue there. But that's okay. I still love them for who they are and I love to visit. My family are entrepreneurs. Mm. Yeah. That so tells a lot cra- about what you're doing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, entrepreneurs, they sent me off to study business, of course. Oh. And, um, they were just lucky to, well, I was lucky, not them. They kind of built their life by themselves and built all of their, like, fortune and um, livelihood by themselves too. So I was lucky that they were able to pay for my education here and send me off. And uh, they're still there. I still talk to them. Not so often, Hmm. (laughs) but um, it's still good to have them and connect sometimes, you know, with your family, especially when you're out here alone or by yourself in a different culture. There's this book and it's about the cold and hot climate cultures. I'm not sure if you heard of it, but basically the cold climate culture, you could consider New Zealand to be one. So um, people are like really professional, strict with their schedule, keep to themselves. And warm climate culture is more community-based, mm-hmm. really of generals, general and um, giving your, all of yourself to the community. Ah. So I'm just kind of... I was used to the community taking care of me in Russia and here I just needed to like look out for myself and fend for myself so I couldn't rely on other people. I think that was the biggest cultural shock. Uh, I think I can relate to you on that as well. Um, I used the term collectivistic uh, versus individualistic I think in my textbooks because I did um, global studies um, two years ago. Um, so Malaysia is very collectivistic, meaning that your actions do not just uh, affect you, but affect your whole family, you know, <laughs> things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, that's one of it. Yeah. yeah. It affects your whole culture, it affects your whole um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> line of generation. <laughs> so, I see that, yeah. yeah. So the book is called Foreign to Familiar, A Guide to Understanding Hot and Cold Climate Cultures by Sarah A. Lanier. It's a really cool book and individualistic versus collectivistic is one of the um, criteria for assessing, you know, hot versus cold. Ah, I see. Well, that's so interesting. It was actually really useful to me to read it like to New Zealand so that you can like fit in better, understand your friends better if you go to different countries or if you have like multiple international friends like we all have here probably. Hmm. It's really interesting eh, how, um, you know, there's so much to learn about the world and you yeah. just keep learning. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, books like that it's, will be very useful for yeah. people to learn. Now, I was mm-hmm. wondering if we can talk about your passions because okay. you're not just a Russian woman. You're also a lot of <laughs> other things. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Um, Okay. I guess my biggest passion, well, they're kind of two and they're competing with each other. I would say it's like psychology, (sighs) aka mental health, Mm -hmm. and like activism and societal issues. They kind of go hand in hand, you know? So things like how to make myself better and educate people about different issues like, you know, well, on the bright side of them, something like, you know, feminism, mm. um, 
proactive, you know, rainbow allying and um, just standing up for people, well, BIPOC people, people of color, mm. black, and so on. And just kind of migrants as well, because like international students and migrants do fall in- into that category too. Mm. So those are my two top ones. And on the side, I love computer games and art mm. that I sometimes post on my Instagram. <laughs> I do. And I follow your Instagram religiously. And I always see the oh. different things that you post. Like um, sometimes I see you posting about like sexism, you know? <laughs> yeah. And suddenly yeah. there's your art and then... Um, mental health you know so it's really good that you're exploring yourselves and putting yourselves in all these different things that Mm. you're passionate about thank you so much Hmm. blush again (laughs) (laughs) um is there a reason why you're passionate about these things and how it started Mm, that's a good question i guess with psychology i always wanted to um understand other people and myself better and improve my social interactions mm-hmm. so that was like very important and as I was going through psychology I learned about how mental health exists and it matters and as I learned about mental health I learned that like sometimes it is you know hurt or sometimes like it's not so good and why it affects the interactions between people And I learned that some of those things happen from the societal issues and how each country battles with different things and how they affect people and their interaction. It's all just, you know, tied together. Since we're in the conversation about mental health, I wonder what were the things that you learned from your culture back then about mental Mm -hmm. health that has challenged you these days? Mm. Okay, well... I think that Russian culture is like notorious for having mental health problems. Like our suicide rates are through the roof and people are depressed, even though it's not talked about, like it's kind of a taboo topic, mental health. Mm. And uh, basically a normal situation would look like you say, I'm depressed. And I say, why are you depressed? Like go find a job. You just have nothing to do. happens so there is literally no education about it and you're just told to suck it up go find something to do Mm. so that's what i've been doing my whole life just ignoring it bottling it up distracting myself and that kind of did result in a big like outburst when i came here and started you know opening up about about my mental health to myself so yeah that was um some I think that was the main part that I didn't like about the cultural conditioning in Russia. That's mm. the first part that I changed when I came here. What were the steps you took for your mental health when you realized that that's not the right way to do it? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think I started telling myself that it's okay to feel these things. It's okay to react that way to things. And like stopped shaming myself for or telling myself that I'm weak for feeling this and like go do something worthwhile. I just kind of sat with my feelings and observed and told myself that it was okay and we'll work through it. I can relate to it as well. Yeah. But for my culture, it's not really 
because of my Malay set. It's more to uh-huh. the stereotypes of my religion. Okay. So usually, um, if someone says, "Oh, for example, this is how a conversation would have gone if, like, you know, if it's with a, a person who doesn't know much about mental health," um, mm-hmm. I would say, "I'm depressed." They would say, mm-hmm. "You should pray more." You should ah, okay. uh, ask forgiveness to God. Yeah. Mm. So that's Damn. usually the conversations that I would get from um, back home. So okay. So that's very that's so different. Yeah, it's very different, but it all it's the same as well because um, yeah. yeah. it's about um, not addressing the real issue, but yeah. pointing it to something else. You know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, actually, interestingly, I had a similar response from a Kiwi girl in here in New Zealand, um, who's Christian, and uh, that was the way she grew up as well. People use religion as a excuse, you know, which is really avoiding. sad. Yeah, it's when it's supposed to be a really good thing. So, with mental health. It's all the stupid things that people tell you to do, and you think, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, they work, (laughs) surprisingly. Something like, you know, routine, sleeping, eating, like, good food regularly, Mm. like, dedicating time to things, like, letting yourself rest and not having to be productive or regularly meeting up with friends and actually being productive in the times when you need to be productive. Like, you know, setting everything aside and just feeling good about how you're working. Plus, I kind of, like, try to manage my sources of stress. I guess the biggest one is my financial because um, I'm, like, supposed to be strong and independent and financial and I've got all of these expectations from my culture and my family. It gives me a lot of anxiety. Mm. So I um, manage my finances very well, schedule them out and um, have a budget that really works very good. Um in terms of another thing I'm struggling with is body issues. I feel like for a lot of women, it may be the case. So instead of like feeling bad about this, I just make sure I'm doing my best, like working out. So I feel good in the muscles and eating something good and healthy. And oh, and another big source of stress for international students is definitely just being on time and like handing in their assignments or being in time for meetings and classes and stuff. So just make sure you're organized in that sort of way. And you got to find local friends you can rely on. Mm-hmm. It's like really hard when you're on in a, in a country where you kind of don't have anything. Yeah. No grounding. So, yeah. And Another thing that I think has been affecting my mental health badly is the disconnection from my identity since I moved here. So I've been trying to connect again through culture, passion, and community. So like doing Russian activities, meeting up with Russian people and getting to know them here, or international students or the rainbow community. And, um, you know, just doing what you like sometimes, like mm. letting yourself spend time doing well, for example, drawing like I do, right? Instead of just, no, I can't draw. I have to do my assignments. <laughs> You're going to make time for that, you know? Yeah. If it really builds up and it's really, really bad, then you need to find an outlet. And I usually do it through talking it out with somebody I trust. 
making sure I'm not being alone or the best way to do it is to just put it out there, like in writing on a piece of paper or draw it. Like on my Instagram, for example, the, um, the art piece that I was so upset about was the art piece with a woman and like dark ooze oozing from her eyes and mouth. And that was like my metaphor for the misogyny and sexism in society. So I just put it all out there and instantly felt better somehow. And there are people who actually get it based like, when, yeah. So it's amazing how, you know, yeah. maybe they get it in a different way, but they get it, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And it feels great just yeah. seeing like, you know, people understand or it makes people feel better that they're not alone or they can think about it in their heads mm-hmm. or may even learn what's happening in the society, you know. Um, Wellington weather has been my number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, if there are any international students out there thinking of coming to Wellington to study, just keep that in mind. That it's windy and rainy, but on the <laughs> day, it's amazing. Mm. It's, um, oh, another thing that's been kind of uh, an issue is access to healthcare and mental health care. I think, yeah, international students know about that. Like, it's really expensive to us. And for me, for example, I do not have a medical provider at my um, project. Mm. So I have to pay to somebody by myself and then having reimbursed um, for some students like three years ago, I think, or two years ago, there was a big scandal about a girl who um, had a psychological issue and she got expelled from Auckland University because of that. So you can't have proper mental health care because you're constantly feeling like you're walking on eggshells and can be like, you know, kicked out at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an honest and sad part about it. Positive note, mm. there are things that I like about New Zealand. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. And there are three things. Freedom to be who you are, which is a luxury that not every country has. The opportunities, like without the nepotism, you know, you can just go out there and get a job just based on your merit. And openness of people, how a lot of people, you know, try to be aware of others, you know, woke and um, mindful of other cultures and people. And on an ending note, how I'm fearing right now is I have accepted my sexuality, finally. I have started exploring gender. I'm still in the process. (laughs) Um, Still uncovering my personal psychology and trauma. It's a learning um, curve. Like, it's not just that, like... I got my life together and I'm such an amazing student. No, there's definitely stuff going on Mm -hmm. and happy that I'm on the path to it, you know? I'm so happy for you. I really wanted to say that. Thank you. Mm. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) means a lot, okay? And um, I think a big part of it is I'm learning how to be kind to myself. I think every international student should do that as well. Um, I created my own values after I you know, made the cultural exchange since I came here. And mm. ever since I came here, I basically just became a different person, a better one. Yeah. Like I've got a different outlook on the world, on life, on myself and on others. And I'm really happy with that. Like it's been a good experience mm. and it's definitely given me a lot of character development. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how migration does that to you, you know? I know. Yeah. 
It's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. People、mm. should try that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> highly recommend it when、yes. um, we can travel. <laughs>、um, yes, and I'm interested to know more about how you view your Russian culture because you're one of the few Russian friends that I know. So、okay. it's always a good opportunity to talk to you. <laughs> I got the memo. More、yeah. Instagram posts. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'll see you again, Mila. Okay. Thank you so much, Irina. I really enjoyed hanging out with you. We should do it again.、You、should. That is the end of our episode of the Irinality today. I hope you learned a lot about Mila's story about being Russian. Her mental health struggles and also her view on the changing dynamics of her own cultural identity. If anyone would like to contact me, feel free to email aizalarina at gmail dot com. You can also follow me on my Instagram at arina aizal. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. You've been listening to the Arinality on RFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.